This is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR. Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome back. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson. And Matt, um, Maurice Jones-Drew does a running back index Mm. um, on NFL.com. Rarely agree with it. I rarely agree with it as well. But (laughs) I I thought it was interesting. He mentioned three guys who need uh, to bounce back in week two. Okay. Uh, One being Ezekiel Elliott, another being Najee Harris, and the third being Derrick Henry. Okay. One of those guys is not like the other. I don't know. What is Najee Harris bouncing back from, Right. first of all? I mean, he was on the field for every snap, which is unheard of. I didn't think he played poorly. I mean, I guess it's looking through a fantasy lens. He didn't put up a lot of you know great stats. I don't think that it was a poor performance by him, though. Yeah. I mean, all those guys, in a way... Henry needs to bounce back because they rely on him so so much. Yeah, and that's the way they play. Their stats when he his stats, I should say, when they win versus when they lose, it's insane. It's night and day. Yeah, actually, Josh Jacobs is like that for the Raiders too. I mean, he, when they're winning a game, he's used way more than when they're losing a game. You know, which is noteworthy for this one. As for Elliott, I wanted to bring him up too, just because I was not impressed with how he looked last year at all. But for him not to be used against that Tampa Bay run defense, which was the best in the league, that's overmanned in the middle when Martin's out, <laughs> why would you run him up the gut over and over? I mean, it wasn't yeah. like he looked bad or, man, I'm worried about that guy. He spent most of the day in pass protection. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. So, I mean, week one's weird because, yes, it's a great indicator of what the season's going to be like. But... Some of these teams, I mean... It's not the only indicator, though. Dallas's approach to the 2021 season might be, we want to lead the league in rushing, but we're not going to do it in week one. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's a bad matchup. So, you only see one game plan. So, I mean, the Steelers are going to feature... Back to Harris, they're obviously going to feature him. He played every single snap. Right. Every one. So, I don't know that he needs to bounce back. I mean, I think the Steelers will be in much, much better shape if his numbers are better. Yeah. You know, obviously. I I, I mean, you had to like it, you know, from a standpoint, he had 16 carries in the game. Yeah. You'd right, probably right. like to see a little bit more than that, but they were so disjointed. They had 54 total yards in the first half. Mm-hmm. They couldn't stay on the field. And he really didn't have much opportunity to even make yardage on his own yeah. in the first half. But he had nine carries for 37 yards in the second half. In the second half, yeah. So, you know, there, there's maybe they found a little something. Maybe they figured some things out. Maybe he figured some things out. Mm, he was a rookie, too, in his first game yeah. ever. But I didn't, never thought at any point, boy, I'm worried about this guy. Yeah, he looks overwhelmed. He was a mirage in the preseason, and all this practice reports are nonsense. He's really going to be a bust. I yeah. mean, by no means I think that, or they shouldn't use the first-round pick on him. I, I, I'm... The le- the thing that concerns me least about the Steelers' running game is Najee Harris. Yeah, right. <laughs> to be very honest with you, right. Well, a lot of people looking at this, well, you know, the Raiders just gave up 189 yards rushing to mm-hmm. to uh, yeah, Baltimore. Baltimore's an anomaly, too. Yeah, about, well, they had 189, I think like 92 of that came from Lamar Jackson. Mm-hmm. It's You know, I, I thought... That's the week one anomaly stuff. Yeah, you I know. thought... I'm not saying the Raiders are a good run defense. No, I don't think they are either. Right. But, you know, if you don't control the... Like, I think their guys, I think, you know, the Max Crosbys and mm-hmm. and, and uh, Carl... Uh, 
Nassib. Nassib and, and things right. like that. I think their idea of run stopping is we're going to get upfield and try to stop the like they they seem like yeah that we, kind we of defense. Talked a lot about what the Raiders do, and it, again, everybody, none of these are you know cut and dry cookie cutter defenses, but they want to be a very vanilla, frankly, cover three Seahawks type defense. Uh, the Mo Ring kid from TCU that they draft in the second round, which I thought was a steal, to be honest with you. He's their deep middle. He's their Earl Thomas. Um, who's the Raiders' defensive coordinator? He's been on the league forever. He was with Seattle. I forget his name off the top of my head. But he has a very long history, not blitzing, cover three. You know, I mean, they're— yeah, They only blitzed three times against uh, right. against Baltimore. Right, and they still got generated plenty of pressure. Yeah. I mean, that's why they go signed in Dockway, because you know, they're, they're not going to blitz a lot. Um, and those defenses traditionally have the strong safety. Again, this is you know, very, very uh, you know, generic way of describing it. They have the Cam Chancellor type, who is Abram for them, in the box. And they, they dedicate an extra defender near the line of scrimmage. But they also allow a lot of receptions to running backs, too. You know? yeah. And the Ravens don't throw to running backs, and they actually did a little bit in that game. But historically, like that Atlanta defense, the Seattle defense, these these cover threes, you always start your receiving backs in fantasy against them. I bet Najee has five catches this game. Listen to this injury. The, the injury report for the Raiders just came out. Ooh. Okay, so the Steelers injury report today was Eric Ebrum was added with the hamstring. He did not practice. That's a new development. That's right? a new development. Yeah. Carlos Davis with a knee did not practice. Okay. okay. Everybody enough, else right, right. Uh, uh, was was a full participant today. For the Raiders, listen to this. I mean, this is like this is patriot-like in terms of its <laughs> all the question all the guys yeah. who are listed on here. Denzel Good, we know he's on IR. Yeah, with the knee injury. Starter. Richie Incognito with the calf injury did not Didn't practice. Didn't play last week. Josh Jacobs with the toe and ankle did not practice. Hobbled around all game too. Nick Kwiatkowski, who's one of their inside yeah, starting linebacker. inside yeah. linebacker. Right. Concussion did not practice. I bet he doesn't play. I didn't realize he had a concussion. Marcus Mariota with the quad injury did not practice. I heard he's out. Yeah, he's out for like six weeks. Played one snap. Played one snap. It was <laughs> right. it was a uh, a trick play. They had yeah, well, not a, a trick play, but they, he, he, right, right. He, you know it was, a, it was a read option. And they really. clearly caught the, the Ravens by surprise on that yeah. too. Yeah. Well, now the number two is Nathan Peterman. They're not doing that with Nathan Peterman. Nope, nope they're not. Uh, Gerald McCoy's on IR. He had a knee injury. He's done right. Carl Nassib. Pectoral injury in toe. He's he was limited. Two things. I didn't realize he was hurt. Yeah, Roderick safety. Roderick Teamer with an ankle did not practice. Okay, I'm not familiar with his work. Yeah, fullback Alec Engel with the fibula was limited. Mm-hmm. Gruden offense is like using a fullback. Yeah, and, and I think he's probably the only one on the roster. Uh, Yannick Ngakwe, who you just mentioned with the hamstring, limited. And I know he's a defensive lineman, but. A guy like Ndokwe, a hamstring is almost like a receiver having a hamstring. Yeah, I mean, he's built for speed yeah. and exploding out of the blocks. And I mean, he didn't come back to the game and didn't even look like he was thinking about it. Right. You know? so, uh, again, playing doctors hard, but I'm not sure he's you're going to see him. Linebacker Denzel Perryman, hmm. hip injury limited. Perryman's a tough dude, thumper. Yeah. You know, you can kind of pick run stopper, run stopper type. <laughs> yeah. Right. right. Uh, linebacker Divine Diablo, who is one of our favorite names. Yeah, in the, uh, he, he has an ankle. He was a full participant. Brian <laughs> Edwards with an elbow was a full participant. Okay. Clellan Farrell with a back injury was a full participant, but mm. it's a back. Because I say he didn't play in week one. Yeah. They could use Farrell. Not that uh, he's great, but he's a quality, you know, yeah. quality player. Defensive tackle Jonathan Hankins has a knee, but he was a full participant. True. Center. Stuffer type. Yeah. 
Center Andre James with an elbow was a poor participant. Uh, safety Dallin Levette uh, uh, with a hip injury was full. And defensive tackle Darius Philon was limited with a knee. Okay. It's like half their roster. It's pretty extensive. Right. And 10 of those guys will play. I mean, a lot of the ones you mentioned. Well, there's, there was but... 20 guys listed on there. Right, I would exactly. hope 10 of them play. Still, they can't have them all sit out. It's not the deepest roster to begin with, yeah. especially on defense. I mean, the, the defensive up the middle is not so great. Their D tackles aren't great. The if if Kwiatkowski and, and Perryman don't play, that's a big deal. They lost to Marcus Joyner last week, too, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. And so, no, it's a big deal. I mean, Perryman and Kowalkowski aren't the best pair of linebackers in the world, but they're professionals. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're solid. They're starting yeah. over whoever their backups are. Right. No, that <laughs> question. Um, I, I definitely think Nadakwe is one to watch. Incognito is one to watch, you know, of the big, you know, hard ones to replace. I guess it does help the Farrells playing for them. But, again, they're not a loaded roster to begin with. And they're playing on a super short week after playing five quarters of football. I think that's the thing about when you play the Ravens. Is, I mean, it's going to be it's like it's a physical football game. It's a lot of tackling. And it's a, yeah, a lot of playing the run and a lot of snaps. Right. You almost wonder if like Gruden looks at this one and goes, "Hey, we got we got a, a, a gimme la- or gift last week." Like, mm-hmm. I'm going to err on. It's a long season. I'm going to err on the side of caution with some of these guys. It's not that he's going to punt the game, but boy, I'm walking into a tough one here. Yeah. When in doubt, maybe I, I look at the like, big picture as opposed to. Is it better to you know sit Josh Jacobs out this week and let him? It probably is. I yeah. mean, that's probably the right choice. To be honest with you, who knows if that's the approach they'll take or not? But wow, that 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 injury report's a little worrisome if you're a Raider fan. Yeah, I'm looking here at their. Uh, um, I mean, one o'clock game on. Here's, the they, they don't have another. They don't have another middle linebacker on the roster. Don't they? It's it's wow. Perryman Kwiatkowski. And Nicholas Morrow's on IR. I mean, K.J. Wright will play that spot to some degree, you know, but it's, yeah, I mean, he's been around. But, wow, that's not they, so good. I mean, it, the only linebackers on their roster right now who don't have the little red designation as mm-hmm. an injury beside their name are Corey Littleton, K.J. Wright, and Divine Diablo. Diablo mispracticed Diablo's today. a rookie and just a yeah. special teamer anyway. I mean, yeah. he's not a regular contributor. He was actually a safety in college. Yeah. Like, and Wright's a good player, but he doesn't move like he used to. He's, and he's, he's also only been with them for about a week and a half. He's new too. He's been in the market for a long time. Yeah, that's in Littleton. They gave good money to as a run and hit, you know, and he didn't work out very well last year. So that's a bad spot. I want you know. I bet Harris catches the balls. I, I think he does as well. I think and it's. I think, I, think it's the ball well. I think it's interesting that Ebron's out. Maybe you attack those linebackers. With the tight ends as well, a little mm-hmm. bit. It could be a Friar Muth breakout game as well. Yeah. It, I'd like to see the Steelers run the ball, though. I mean, not that you can't do both, but it'd be nice to see Harris breaking off some chunk yardage there and short. Well, if, the game you know, if, you're bit. At- if you're attacking those linebackers and getting them to take some false steps, you're probably going to have some success running the football. I would imagine. I yeah. would imagine. You know, and uh, I think the edge rushers for the Raiders are. Worrisome in one of their better, you know, better areas on the defense, but up the middle, D tackle, linebacker, safeties, they're fine, yeah, but they're not. No, they're less than fine. They're not so good. <laughs> <laughs> the safeties have, have promise. The young yeah. safeties, but the, the they got a nice pairing of young and, safeties. Yeah, yeah. the young, the, the but they are still young safeties. Right, right, right. And Abram shows up a lot as a big hitter, and you know, but he also does some missteps and things like that too. So we'll see. But I'm not really worried about the defense. 
And their uh, outside corners aren't so great either. No, they aren't. Speaking of which, uh, Ravens backup cornerback Chris Westry is expected to miss at least a month with a torn lateral meniscus. Yeah. Now, he's not a household name, but he played 33 snaps last week for the Ravens against against the Raiders yeah. uh, with, with uh, Marcus Peters on IR and Jimmy Smith not playing in that game. They brought in. They worked out four cornerbacks on Tuesday, including Buster Screen. All right, who's nobody's really been knocking, banging down his. I don't know if Buster Screen has played in three years. Um, barely, <laughs> and he gets picked on when he does. Yeah. Um, what was the kid's name that's out? Westerly. Chris Westry. Westry. Yeah. Okay, so make sure I pronounced it right. He's kind of like their Pierre. You're like, yeah. Nobody knows him outside of Baltimore or Pittsburgh or whatever, but they like him a lot. He's got really good size, developmental corner. They lost Peters, so he plays more snaps and stepping in maybe a little before they planned on originally. But boy, I mean, that's a position they can another outside guy like Peters, tall, that they can't afford to, you know, be in the market. I mean, to lose any more. Two weeks before the season started, they traded uh, the Ohio State kid. Yeah, Wade. They, yeah, Sean Wade to the Who Patriots. I think they used a fourth round pick on. Yeah. Because they had so many defensive they backs. Had, we corners, had, right? This is, the, this is why, folks, you don't trade just because well we've got a surplus of these guys yeah. if you can keep them i say if you can't get them on the roster that's different right right but I mean, if you can keep if you can keep cornerbacks if you can keep tackles tackles yeah you, you find ways to do that mm-hmm. i mean even means being short on interior defensive linemen or guards or safety whatever yeah. it costs you you just don't let those guys because you can you can make a move like the steelers did where they released two guards two interior offensive linemen mm-hmm that they intended to bring back. And everyone in the world in the league knows Finney well. Right. You know, and but they, they're they interior offensive tough. linemen. Right. If you we know. get picked up, we lose, but we'll find someone similar. Yeah, you know, right. right. <laughs> you know? um, but you do that so you can keep the extra defensive backs or the, you know, the extra. Or you trade for Weatherspoon. You know, right, yeah. It just shows that you, know, you, you have some, you value those big, long corners that can develop into something because yeah. you got to use early picks to get them. Yeah, I know. I mean, Seattle hasn't gotten bitten by the injury bug yet, but you uh-uh. think – you think like San Francisco would like to have Witherspoon back right now? Yeah, right, right, right. He'd be starting for them this week. I would imagine. I would imagine. No, you're, you're right. And again, it, it, even if he doesn't work out, you didn't give up that much. Yeah. You know, I mean, you're going to get your hands on him, developing in your manner, play a little bit different scheme. But if he hits, he could be Hayden's replacement, or you know, right? What I mean? Yeah. I mean, there, there's and, and that, that's a and $10 now he's million been dollar you know, player. Yeah. Right? Now he's been in your system for a right, year. Right. And the other beautiful part about it is, I, I know everybody's a first round pick on a corner. Right. Yeah. Everybody's well, they give up a fifth round draft pick. If he go, if he plays this year and plays well, mm-hmm. and goes somewhere else, or if Hayden plays well and goes somewhere else. You're gonna get the, a comp pick back when he signs somewhere. You know, That's they the, sign with somebody else. Yeah, it's a year. You're playing the comp game. So, uh, the comp game is a wonderful game, and you know, it, it basically you say I'll give you a fifth round pick this year for a fifth round pick next year, and if he hits and we get a good year out of him, great. Or if we keep him, even better. You know, so. Uh, that's the thing people need to realize is renting a player for a year pays off in the long term a lot. You'd rather have the like you'd rather have the experienced player on your roster now, right? Than a fifth round pick next year. Like fifth right. round pick is. I mean, they, what's the chances? It's Jalen Samuels. You right. know, let's, let's. I will be honest that when they made the the trade up for Loudermilk during the draft, yeah, I thought. This is a bad move. And my logic behind it was the 2021 draft is unusually shallow. 
This everyone wants out of the sixth and seventh rounds. Most of these guys are undrafted free agents most years because it's a really weird year. It's a COVID right. year, and next year is going to be the opposite because there's all these super seniors that went back and things like that. So I think like fifth, sixth, seventh round picks next year will be better than most years and definitely better than this past draft. But that also means that the undrafted free agents will be better next year. And there's more to go around, yeah. period. Right. I but, mean, you're talking about, I think I saw the numbers on this. It was going to be like an extra, an additional, I want to say two or 300 players in next year's draft. There'll be way more guys eligible yeah. and way more people. Right. It, last year's draft was unusually thin. Yeah. Guys that would have gone in the sixth round next year normally – Oh, they're free agents. They're going to be free agents. Yeah, or maybe exactly. even fifth-rounders yep. are going to be free agents. And to take it a step further, I forget the number exactly, but it's between 25 and 30 undrafted free agents this year that made a roster in the whole league. Yeah. It's unusually low. Usually right. it's double that. You know what I mean? Like yeah. It's not even close because those guys really just aren't even players. I mean, and next year that guy's a you – know, it's just – the seventh-round picks are really undrafted this year. That's why I didn't like the Loudermilk trade, not even knowing much about Loudermilk, saying next year's picks will be worth more than this year's. I think that move worked out, though. I mean, yeah, I mean, if the, the player, what we don't know is, if they, you know, do they have like a third-round grade on them? They said we can't. Got to do it. You know, we got to right. make this move. We can't sit here and wait till the sixth round. He's not going to be there. Somebody right, else right. will take him. And they got comp picks coming next year and stuff too. Yeah, you know, so yeah, it's just something to think about, though. I want I wanted to bring that up before that. This past rookie class is, was unusually thin. It was. Um, Demarcus Lawrence for the Cowboys, Ooh. out six to eight weeks, broke his foot in practice. In practice. Practice. We talking about practice. And he's like <laughs> the last guy they can afford to lose. Without a doubt. He's their, he's their one yeah. pass rusher that they could count on. We talk about the Ravens a lot. You brought up the Niners getting hit. They got hit so hard last year. Dallas all of a sudden is getting hit pretty hard, too. Gallup's out. Lawrence is by far their most valuable defensive player. Martin missed week one. Uh, Leo Collins is going to be gone for a while. You know, like, it's a bad mojo. Maybe it's Philadelphia's year. It could be. Injuries are going to be big for them. Yeah. I, I really think the Saints and Eagles can't afford to get hit super hard by injuries, you know, just because the cap was hard on those guys this right. offseason. season. But if they can have normal injury luck, could be. Yeah, I mean, I'm interested to watch Washington. Because the, the front line guys too. for the Eagles aren't bad. No, they're not. It's once you start, lines. as we saw in the preseason when they played the Steelers, Definitely like bad. it was when it when you got down in in the depth. That, oh boy, these guys are bad. These are noticeably yeah. worse than the Steelers <laughs> twos and threes. I am interested to watch the football team tonight, though. I mean, even with Heineke, I don't know that he's drastically different than Fitzpatrick. But the, I saw a thing. Daniel Jones has won all four of his starts against Washington. Oh, really? And he's got like six wins against everybody else. It's like six and twenty nine against everybody else. Yeah, I don't think that's crazy because that's a that's a pretty good defense. It, it is. I mean, it's better now than it was. But I don't know. Maybe their coach has a an in or has something going for him, or probably more fluky than anything. I would think. I think that streak ends tonight. Probably does. Yeah. Um, what else was I going to talk about here? Yeah. I'm thinking here. Oh, uh, the Giants are going to – folks, you think the Steelers' offensive line is bad? Oh, this is rough. The Giants are starting Billy Price at center tonight. Yeah. Billy Price was a was, was – First-round pick. A, a, was a first-round pick. Didn't deserve to be a, uh, by the Bengals, who, tra right. who then traded that. him two weeks ago to the Giants. And it was a swap of – we both have bad offensive garbage. lines. Yeah. Take my garbage, you'll take yours, and maybe we can coach them up differently. 
by no means that I think it'd be starting week two. And talk about Daniel Jones, like I don't think Daniel Jones is probably a starting quarterback when it's all said and done, but he's a pretty good deep passer. And he's a pretty mobile dude. When he runs, he makes plays and, you know, better athlete than people realize. So their strategy was we'll get Kenny Galladay and really enhance the deep passing game. And then Kadarius Tony's a big play weapon. The deep passing game doesn't work if you can't protect. <laughs> and he's one of those guys like a car or a golf who's noticeably worse. You know, the everyone from clean pocket to under pressure is worse. But his drop-off is substantial. Andy's a big fumbler, just holds the ball, pulse too long, doesn't feel the rush. Like, that's a bad foundation. I'm not high on the Giants at all. No, I, I think they're going to struggle this year as we watch uh, on TV here, Chase Young walking Strolling in the in. stadium. Good luck blocking him all night. Yeah, that'll, that'll work well. Um, <laughs> with whatever bum they get. You know. <laughs> I know Washington lost last week, and, and mm-hmm. you know they also lost their quarterback. Lost their quarterback early in that game. Yeah. Fitzpatrick, by the way, expected to miss eight weeks. He's going to try to rehab mm-hmm. that hip injury as opposed to having surgery. Either way, I thought it was about that long. Yeah. Either way. Okay. Um, they're going to start Taylor Heineke over mm-hmm. the next eight weeks. He's feisty. I mean, he's not super gifted. I heard him compared to. Jeff Garcia, I kind of like that in terms of just Jeff Garcia was a except he's Garcia's much better was a Pro Bowl quarterback. Right, right, right. You know, I'm just talking about style. Like smaller. Cleveland passed on drafting Ben Roethlisberger because they had Jeff Garcia. I was there. Well, it was the year before <laughs> I got there, but yeah, I mean they were high on Jeff. And, right. Um, yeah, and Garcia was very good with the Niners. I mean, but he's that style. He's smaller. He's a runaround guy. He's feisty. You know, you're gonna hear things like he's scrappy. You know. Yeah. That's fine. And would you rather have? Plays. Would you rather have Taylor Heineke, or would you have rather had? Um, rather have Heineke or Rudolph? Probably Rudolph. Probably Rudolph. They had Dwayne Haskins. They just let him go. Yeah. I, you think they might want to have Dwayne Haskins around right now without with with Fitzpatrick out for the like? Even if you didn't draft him, mm-hmm. you weren't the team. He was still a first round draft pick who's un, under on your contract. With your team, you paid the signing bonus. You paid the sign. He's, right. he's costing you next to nothing as a, on his rookie contract. Yeah, it seemed like they just wanted him out of the building. You know, he was, and I haven't seen anything from him that that tells me like he's like he doesn't seem like a bad guy. He doesn't but, seem like a bad guy. But he was um, in a strip joint without a mask on or whatever after a loss. You know, that, that means we can't keep you on the in the building anymore. You yeah, know what I mean, I, I that's, don't know. That's kind of like what. It, he yeah. seems like twenty-two, twenty-three-year-old guys, yeah, or people in general. Heard, right. Yeah, I mean, is that any different than the the Florida State? Uh, I don't know if it was an offensive or defensive lineman, but it was a lineman. I could tell because of the size of him. Uh-huh. They lose to Jacksonville State on on Saturday, right? On the last play of the game, and he goes ahead and and, uh, and he gets on one knee and proposes to his girlfriend right after the game. Uh, you just lost 17-16 to Jacksonville State. Wait till next week. Wait till next week. I, I mean, <laughs> right. young. My, the point being, young people make bad decisions. Yeah, right, that's of a. Course, of course. I don't have any problem with him doing that. It's just a bad look after you just lost. I can right. imagine a lot of fans probably went after him. Oh, how can you do that after that? We, yeah, exactly. You know, don't no, you no, care? Yeah, I mean. Would it really hurt to have Haskins in the building, considering you got nothing in return for him? You don't even get a comp pick for him. You just flat-out cut him. I hear what you're saying. I mean, often in the offseason, I said I think Washington has the worst 
quarterback situation. Maybe right. not the worst starter. Just if I were to inherit a team as a new coach or GM, there's not a guy waiting in the wings. For example, at least guy. at least when Arizona moved on from Drew Rosen. Yeah, they Josh did, Rosen. or Josh Rosen. Yeah. They did so because they were drafting well, Kyler Murray. Draft. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right, exactly. They did yeah. so because they had Kyler. Okay, we're going to get Kyler Murray here. We're moving on from Rosen. Yeah, and they couldn't be any more different. That was not the situation with Washington. No, they they got Fitzpatrick and seemed content. I'm they, sure they kicked the tires. They on cut others, him. But. They cut Haskins at the end of the season last year with games left. Right. Likely knowing that Alex Smith wasn't coming back the next year. Oh, you couldn't count on Smith. Yeah. Even week to week. Yeah, I mean, he was not playing well either. I mean, that, that to me is a little bit of coaching malpractice. Probably. I mean, just at least be patient with your investment. Yeah. You know, it doesn't mean Haskins will work out or we'll be playing for him right now. Yeah, it doesn't mean he would be starting tonight over. No. But at least you have him. At least you have him, right. At least you have a first-round pick that has ability. You have some options. In the building, yeah. you know, on the practice squad or whatever. You know, at least yeah, I hear you. And giving up on talented guys like that, unless it's a, the tackle for the Titans who just didn't want to play and was right. a total, you know, yeah. head case problem Getting suspended guy. left and right. Right, and, right, right. You know. That's different. Wilson. Yeah. You know, that's a different situation. Or, you know, you get in trouble or, you know, do something that's criminal. That's different. But, yeah, I mean, what really do you gain by losing him? No, Nothing. Probably not enough. Yeah. Yeah. In I fact, there's, it. yeah, I don't know. Uh, anyways, we're going to take another break. He is Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. When we come back, time for the Fantasy Football Focus. All right. We'll do that right after this. <laughs> 